Yo, 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 Oh my God, you guys. Hi. It's me, your girl, Rachel Aloka. You know what this is, the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Do you see my guest right here? Yes. It is none other than writer, comedian, producer, director, a lot of things with O-R at the end or E-R. Toño Skits is in the building. Mi amigo, hermano. Desde años, it's so nice to finally have you on my show. You, I mean, I've been watching your stuff for so long, supporting you from afar. And when I see you in New York, it's oh so exciting. So y'all check this out. I saw Tonio at an event (laughs) two nights ago. We were at 809 celebrating with our friend Raul Acosta. Yes. Oro Solido, Oro who? You know, Oro Solido, Hasta La Quince. And I just kind of asked you, yeah. what are you doing when you're going home? And he was like, I'm here till Sunday. I'm like, would you do Latinos Out Loud before you go? And you said yes. And we're here. She did forget one thing in the in the description of what I do. Porn star, so she didn't, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on Pornhub. I'm so excited for yeah, you. Yeah. And how's that looking? How's that working out? It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a long game, but... A long game. Yeah, yeah, we're working it out. That's great. That's really exciting. Yeah. You know what? Pornhub is interesting um, yeah. because sometimes, like, the phone is on Bluetooth and, like, people in my household forget that their phone's on Bluetooth. So Ooh. I hear the Pornhub intro real loud on yeah. certain speakers in my household and yeah. I know what activity is going down. But now I'll tell them to search for you. Congrats. Yeah. Folks, this is satire because he does sound real right now. <laughs> I, am, I am not on Pornhub <laughs> yet. Mm. So. What about uh, OnlyFans? No. No, I actually do have an OnlyFans. So do but I. But I, I post. Uh, this was at the time OnlyFans hired me to. Uh, they they were looking for non-adult creators to try to take the stigma away from like, hey, uh, OnlyFans is not. It's only for like you know sexual content. Yeah. So they, I, I started making like exclusive comedy content there. But they, all they were doing is just pouring sand into the beast. Like, bro, it, it's not gonna stop. When you think of OnlyFans, you know exactly what you're thinking of. So that lasted like maybe two months. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, them paying me to do that. But I still have content up there since then. But I don't got nothing crazy in there. Okay. Well, OnlyFans is exciting. Because, yeah. you know, I had that same meeting with OnlyFans corporate at one point, And they were like, yeah, they didn't really say they were trying to clean it up. But that's what I got yeah. from all everything that they were But they you were do presenting. find other, like, you can find a... Kitchen, co- uh, cooking content yeah. there. It's like scientists beyond this. Yeah, yeah. Shit, talking about What's sexy on? molecules. Sexy molecules. Oh, yeah. That's the move right there. Okay, yeah. so speaking of molecules and atoms and ions and protons and neutrons, neutrons, you are out there mad busy, bro. I'm trying to be. Okay, yeah. we know Tonyo from so much Instagram. I mean, he's killing the internet, but we also know him from a show called Wildin' Out. Yeah. Okay? Tell everybody about your experience of Wildin' Out, and you're going to be back for another season, right? Yeah. Um, Wildin' Out is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Wow, explain. Because um, once you get on the show, like, you got to do so much on the outside to, for them to even be interested in you and taking you in. And the fact that they were interested in me, great. I went and I tried out for season seven. I made it to the finals and they didn't take me. I actually, Ooh. yeah. So it was, a, it was a long ride home because it was in New York. So I took a plane ride back to Miami. And I remember when I was on the plane, uh, I started thinking of all the negative comments. Like, bro, you, you're, you're not even funny or you're, you're too old to be doing social media. Mind you, it's like 2016. And, but when I landed, um, I was looking through my photos and I, I, I saw a picture that I took with Nick with Nick Cannon. And I remember when I when I went to take a picture and he was like, yo, what's up, Tonio? He knew my name. So I'm like, 
I only been doing social media for like less than a year. Nick Cannon knows my name. I got 50,000 followers. I'm like, imagine if I continue doing this, who else will know my name? So eventually I took that L and moved to L.A. And in three months, um, I'm in Hawaii working with Kevin Hart and using filming with his production team and directing him. Uh, 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 Wild and Out called me and, and asked me like, yo, you know, why haven't you tried out for season eight? What I really wanted to say was, because y'all ain't want me, but what I said was, oh, I moved to L.A., so yeah, I didn't have the time. They go, oh, we're auditioning in L.A. I'm like, oh. Yes. Can you be at the CBS studios tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. And then I stood up all night rehearsing, and then when I get there, they're like, yo, you're on the show. And then I, I, did, I did four seasons on the show. This is great. Uh, and I, and uh, I just did my fifth season uh, a couple months ago in Atlanta, and I go back hopefully in October to go do the whole full season. I love hearing stories yeah. like this. And oh. I'm the first Latino on Wallin' Out. People don't forget that. I'm literally the first yes. Latino on the show. Yes. So shout yes. out to Wallin' Out, Nick Cannon. I love this. Justina Valentine. LOLeros, do you hear this? Persistence. Yeah. Consistency. Taking that L and putting it into LA and yeah. making a move out there and building. And then what happened? Yo, Rachel they got wanted bars. you. Yeah, I got some bars. <laughs> Yo, take that L and put it in LA. Oh. What you know about my bars, son? Uh. I'm from Brooklyn, bro. She's from Brooklyn. She's Sheep's like, hey, Bay. I don't play. There's no gangsters in Sheepshead Bay. Okay, <laughs> okay. yo. <laughs> Pero I love this because it's a testament to just work. Yeah. Putting in the work and then reaping and seeing the fruits of your labor. Yeah. That must have felt so good to like be wanted after maybe you felt unwanted. Yeah. And so, and then you embraced it like a mature And I embraced it, mm-hmm. but then it, it, uh, once I was in it, Yo, Rachel, like, it's like wilding out. It's like hard. Because first dissect. of all, Go ahead. now that you're in the show, cool. That means the executives say, hey, give them a shot. Now you have to mix in with your peers, you know? You got you, 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 you got this whole cast that's been working with each other. You're the new person. Yeah. And nobody really want to care to help you. So you really mm-hmm. got to put, you have to prove to them you belong there. And it took me about a season and a half to do that. So the thing is, it's really improv. What we do is... The flyers to whatever the location is, and we'll be out there for about three and a half weeks, maybe a month. We f- we spend the first week um, doing rehearsals, and that consists of it's, it's it's called a workshop. We play every game back to back to back to back to back. We wow. just play every game. You don't know what we're doing. We're just playing every game. So to the point where by the time we do the live taping. Um, sometimes we know the night before. If not, we know the day we get there. Like, hey, these are the games that we're playing. So when you get there, it's almost off impulse, off instinct. That's why we do a lot of improv games as well. Mm. So, you know, when you say something, we, we're responding quick. And so these workshops is what help you do that because sometimes they'll play, they'll, they'll play a game that we only played it once in the workshop, so you just got to be on point, you know? Yeah. And then the tricky part is in workshops, let's say I'm doing, we're doing Let Me Holler. It's a game where, you know, you come up and there's a girl there. You got to come up with a clever line. A pickup line. If it's funny, you get a bell. If it's not, you get a buzzer, whatever. And so the joke went off. Like at workshops, everybody laughed. But that same joke might not work in the audience. True. So you gotta you gotta read the room. You gotta read the audience as yeah. well. Or sometimes I had a situation where I said a joke, nobody laughed at the workshops, and I'm like, damn, I thought it was good. Sure enough, we're playing the game, and I remember that joke. I didn't. I couldn't think of anything else. So I I hit that joke. The delivery was great. Everybody laughed. It was amazing and made it on the show. So it's just 
you just never know. But the improving skills of of Wilder now has has taught me everything to this day. How to act better, how to do stand. Because of Wilder now, I was able to do stand up. You know, yes. I did a I did a show on HBO Latino. I, I did I did two stand up comedy shows. I hosted on HBO Latino Was called this Entre Nos. Yes, yes. Entre Nos. Shout out to Entre Nos and yeah. Viva Productions and Ed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because of, because of you know Wilder now and just having uh, the bravery almost from. Uh, um, learning amongst these people and, and, and just just really improving and doing that stuff, it just allowed me to think like, yo, I can also do this. So yeah, so yeah. let's talk about improv because mm. a lot of people like improv means a couple of different things. Mm. You know, I studied improv at the Upright Citizens Brigade. Okay, two time diversity scholarship winner. Okay, ain't nobody mm. flexing, but kinda. Bitch, uh, you know what bitch. I'm saying? Okay, but improv is the you know the art of yes and right listening, yeah. working with whoever you are on stage with a team, and so improv really makes your comedy brain sharp, mm -hmm. like sharp as a ginsu, y'all. Mm. So like I could see how that's a building block for other things in your career. Mm -hmm. So what else can you tell us about like that improv sort of infrastructure? Are you working on anything else based off of your experience with Nick Cannon, Wildin' Out, improv, and stand-up? Um, I mean, Wildin' Out was, was foundation for me as it is for most people. Um, and from there, it has allowed me to do stand-up comedy. Um, from there, it has allowed me to do a lot of public speaking. I, I, I've even done, in 2018, uh, I did uh, public speaking at, um, what's that? Uh, prestige college uh, in Massachusetts. Uh, what, what's it called? The, those Ivy League schools. Uh, one of them. Okay. One this. of them Ivy League schools. What's the name of it? I always forget that name. Who? Yale. Yale. No, Har Harvard University. Yeah. Harvard. Uh, Harvard. This I was is a, a big deal. Harvard. Yeah, I was. Okay. I was a guest speaker there. <laughs> Uh, but that that has its own story. I, I don't know how long is your podcast, but what I did there connects back to. Uh, Rosario Dawson and so the movie us. that I wrote. It's okay. So before the speaking, right? Um, I'm uh, I'm an avid uh, um, believer of of putting certain energies out there in the world. Like it just it just works. So I remember I wrote to you know shout out to Rosario Dawson. If you don't I, know who she is, Elias. Google her. One of the biggest actors in the world. You know, what I'm saying uh, Puerto Rican. So and she, you know she's from New York. Um, so I wrote, I wrote to her, I just wrote a comment. I'm like, we're going to work together one day. All right. Just put it out there in the universe. I, I don't know. Maybe a day later, she saw the comment and she liked it and followed me. I'm like, yes. you, it's already, it went set in motion the moment I did that. So now she knows I exist. Four days later, I had, uh, my, um, uh, I was I was uh, booked at Harvard University as a speaker. Yes. So I went over there. I do my spiel. I think the the conversational piece was about the bridge between uh, um, being a, a, a musical artist and social media. How you don't really need these labels. You could just really do things yourself yes. and become that label. Become your own marketing person. Well, become, you created your own distribution platform. Yeah, yeah. And so since I came as an expert from the social media side. I was one of the people that they, they they picked to go speak. So I did there, went, spoke, did my piece, and then used the Rosario Dawson stuff as an example of how putting stuff 
out there in the universe so it can work, whatever. So I say that and I said, yeah, I just reached out to Rosario Dawson. I had no idea. She responded back to me. Now she follows me. So now she's more what how the trage- the trajectory of our life turned the moment I decided to comment her. So now she follows me. She knows I exist. Incredible. I finished it. Okay, I'll do a Q&A. First person that stands up. Hey, hi, my name is so-and-so, and and, um, I'm Rosario's mother. What? Rosario's mother was in the audience. (laughs) What? Um, What are the odds? So we bugging, we talking, and she's like, like, I'm going to call my daughter. She FaceTimes her daughter. I have have a FaceTime. I'm like, hi. She goes, (laughs) Rosario's like, what the the fuck's going on? I'm like, I'm telling you, the universe works. I'm here with your mom. I told her, she's like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. I just started following you, and now we're friends. And and now like, um, I'm working on a movie called Mr. Social. Uh, I just wrote it. I'm on like the fifth draft. Yes. And I have Rosario Dawson in the movie. Yes. And I have her mother. Calm down, Rachel. This is exciting. It's Go an ahead. action. It's an action comedy that I'm right. I'm like literally right now seeking funds, and but you know the writer strike, everything's slowed yeah. down right now, so we're on pause. But yeah, that's where we at. Yo, but this is the time for independent projects, boo. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. with this strike, there are pockets that are opening, right? Pockets of opportunity. Mm. We just have to find them. They be out there. We got to get creative. The Whoa. same way Hollywood is finding their loopholes on how to promote films and all of that jazz, yeah. we can also find loopholes on how to make money, legit, and Whoa. not scab. Where, wherever these pockets are, I'm right here because we need money in my pocket so we can do Yeah, my this pocket movie. is kind of empty. You know what I'm saying? They showing through the shorts in the summer and they yeah. empty. They flat, but it's okay. Um, all right. So I love that you take opportunity or you take um, experiences and turn them into opportunities. Yeah. You also have a Christmas movie that yes. you're working on that's coming out. No, this already. I came out. came it out came already. came out. Yeah, Wait, December. Tell us. Tell us about this Christmas movie where there's a Latino Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, so this movie is written by Justina Valentine. That's also on Wildin' Out. On Wildin' Out. Look at that. Um, it actually has a lot of members from the show on it. You have DC Young Fly, a lot of reality stars too. You also have uh, Vinny from um, uh, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore in the Stop movie. It. Yeah, he's in the movie. What about like Sam? Like honestly, Ron. Like I do like a little impersonation of Sam. Like remember Sam? Like we're done. So I'm like honestly, Ron, we're done. Like we're done, Ron. That was my Sam from Jersey Shore impression. Thank yeah, you. Thanks so much. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Try the veal. I'm 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 sorry, guys. I didn't know she was gonna do that. Yeah, it yeah. just comes out sometimes. You know what I mean? How when do I ever have the opportunity to do Sammy Sweetheart? You know what I mean? It's kind of like not. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. We so might continue. cut it out. Anyway, so um. We might. He's right. Uh, the movie came out. It came out on VH1. VH1 is the one that purchased the movie they put it out yes. uh, they had a Christmas they had a big lineup of Christmas movies I think we outdid all the other Christmas movies and it, it, it came out December know, December 12th 13th I don't know where um, you probably still can see it just go to VH1 or go to BET Plus because I know BET bought VH1 so I don't know if that already combined it together if not just go to VH1 you can find it it's called Forget About Christmas Justina Valentine DC Young Fly Conceited uh, Nick Cannon is in the movie also uh, your boy Tonyo Skits, I play uh, Santa Claus, you know, first time Latinos ever done a, a a white character on national television since 1956. But hey, yo, DK, yo, DK, ho, 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 that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. That's My character on. was a guy from New York, you know what I'm saying, with a Spanish background that played. So I was, it's me. I'm like, hey, it's me. Like, it's me. Isn't that like lovely when... Yeah. You know, there's just synergy there and you can yeah. see yourself in the character or vice versa. Yeah. Okay, I want to go through projects and then I have a whole slew of questioning for you. Because I'd it. like to really 
get beneath the skits of Tonyo skits. Um, but you do have TMZ hip hop, which we must talk about. Yes. This is fascinating. Explain mm. to us and the Eloeleros about TMZ hip hop 30 episodes. Yeah, we did 30 episodes. So TMZ hip hop, so everyone knows what TMZ is. Um, <clears throat> and they came up with this idea of putting people f of the culture to represent the culture, right? You, you, you don't want to have this, you know, you know the guys on TMZ talking about whatever, cool, they have their own opinion, but when you have someone from the culture speaking of the culture, you have a better insight. So they made it, they, they put about uh, five uh, uh, co-hosts all together. Uh, they, they went through a whole interview process. I was actually in LA auditioning for, no, I was actually filming a movie when they reached out and I had to be at the audition for TMZ Hip Hop. So I had asked production of the movie I was in. I'm like, can I leave during lunch to go to this audition? They said yes. The crazy Very thing nice. was I was in the middle of dying. So <laughs> I had I had all this whole thing on. I had blood on me. So I went to the audition in my dying character. Stop. Like bloodied <laughs> up? Like yeah. fake bloodied yeah. up? Yeah, I had to go get COVID tested. I had to tell the, like when I got there, I'm like, yo, this is not my blood. I'm dying like two blocks away. <laughs> In the middle movie, so I came in for an audition, and whatever you know, I got picked, and um, we basically it's a it's a morning daily show where we interview uh, anything or anyone or, or an artist from the hip hop uh, world, anything that has to do with hip hop. We interviewed it, we had, we had conversation about it. We did morning briefs, morning. Uh, um, we talked about anything in the news, anything related, um, and it was it seemed to be a hit. Um, we. Uh, we, we got up every morning, like at 5 in the morning. We were on set by like 6.20. Uh, the show lasted. It was an hour show. And, you know, we just, we did our thing. Fascinating. And again, the only Latino on the show. You know what I mean? We out here. We out here. You're breaking barriers. Yeah. Are you passing the baton behind you? And if so, how? Um, Nah, not yet. I'm going to hold that for a little bit. Okay. I'm holding the baton. I need to, I need to work more, but... But I'm always, you know, I'm always dropping jams where I try to help people on my page, whatever comes to my page, like, you know, let them know some more, more or less. Like, there really isn't a blueprint, right? But there is, like, I seen him do it so I can do it. Yeah. And that's what I hope to be to other people, you know what I'm saying? Because I come, I come from foster care. I come from foster care here in New York. I graduated from Kennedy High School here in the Bronx. All right. You know what I'm saying? So I literally come from nothing. So if you see me hanging out with Kevin Hart or, or all these people, that didn't happen by luck. That's just like, yo, you can't. It's possible. You just got to think that way. Right. And work, 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 work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, Tonyo, you mentioned foster care, New yeah. York. Where exactly were you born? Tell us about I was born, origin story. So I was born here. I was born I was born actually in the Heights, in Washington Heights. <laughs> I was born at uh, Presbyterian Hospital on 168 Broadway. Hi. <laughs> And my grandmother worked in the hospital for like forty years before she retired. Um, and I, I was raised, I was born, I was raised in the Bronx, one eighty second and Rye between Valentine and the Grand Concourse, like by Fordham Road. Uh, and I went to PS Nine, uh, graduated from Kennedy High School, and this is where I'm from. This is you know this is my this is my hood. Were you the family comedian? Uh, yeah, I was. I was. I was. I was that guy. What was that like? Were you performing, you know, during Noche Buena? Were people yeah. like telling you, you go, go and make fun of your family, like to do impressions and stuff? What was growing up like as mini Tonyo skits? Um, I performed all my stuff really in school, at home, even though I was funny. Like, they didn't think I was funny. 
My mom knew though. My mom always knew. Like she knew I was gonna become something in the Mothers entertainment know. industry. Yeah. Mothers just know. She yep. she mm-hmm. told me. Mm-hmm. She knew. But yeah. I'm worried about my kids. Just real quick. One of them I'm not worried about. One of them's gonna be a doctor or a statistician or yeah. something. The other one I think is gonna be a comedian like mommy, and I'm very worried. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You always want better for your kids. But hey, you know I joke, but I could see the difference, and I'm sure your mother saw that in you. Yeah. Desde chiquito. You were probably this outgoing, bright-eyed, yeah. let me just find out everything about this and then poke fun at it type of kid. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Uh, I think the most messed up thing I ever did, I, I told my grandmother's brother, I don't know, I would always mess with him, but I would take pencils and just like, I'll wait for him to sit down and try to... <laughs> Like give him and red try to catch him, try to catch him sitting on the pencil. Like I, that's wild. Like I probably attempted murder. But oh my God, you yeah. could do mad shit with a pencil. Yeah. Trust me, I know. Yeah. Um, okay. And so after high school, what happened? Did you start working someplace else? What was your first job? Uh, well, actually, my first job here was here. I was like sixteen. I, I worked at Wild Palm. It was a salsa club. What? I worked at. <laughs> I was a bus boy. Okay. I was busing over there. And I was, it was quick cash, and that was my first job ever. That's where I met, I met the greats there, Tito, Tito Fuentes. I met, I met like all these like old school salseros. Like that's where I really res- respected, you know, the old school salsa. And 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 um and and then like the girls were drunk, they would always like grab me, and and and, and so I learned salsa. I learned how to dance salsa, merengue. Because of, you know, that situation, whatever. But after high school, I moved. That's kind of entertainment. That's like a peak Mm -hmm. into entertainment. Go ahead. And then after high school, I moved to to Miami. Um, By choice or the family? No, I had because my mom had passed away. And then I found out my mom had a sister in in Florida. So that's where I I, I left to. So by the time I got there, the idea of, um, of doing anything in entertainment... Wasn't even in that. I wasn't even a thought. Like that's not. That's not for people like me. You know what I'm saying? I come from a poor family. I don't. We don't. We ain't. We ain't got nothing. So I can't think. Like I'm gonna be on TV. That's just. That's crazy talk. So I had to really humble myself and 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 when I got to Miami, just started working. And um, I worked at different jobs. Like I worked at uh this place called Miami Subs. I was the fastest sub maker. Like I was, I got fired there three times. Explain that. Uh, fired, well, rehired, fire, rehired. Yeah, uh, it was a slow day, and one of my boys is working with me. They're like, "Yo, I bet you five dollars you won't sit on the uh, on the grill." I'm like, "Sit, man, it's no. easy." So no, sat on the grill, jumped right back off of it, and they found out. So I got Why fired. Why would you sit on the grill? Yeah. Did you get some kind of grill mark tattoo? No, nah, I, I had my no, I had my pants on. Oh, okay. okay. It was just quick. Try to plant iron one. the pants or <laughs> I was the fastest one. Hold so, on, can we pause this real quick? I gotta t- this man don't stop calling me. Um, can we all right, we're So the fastest sub maker. I like Yeah, it. I was the fastest. And then so they'll fire me and then they realize like, bro, we just got just bring him back in, give him another chance, because I was good. Nobody can yeah. flip the ham and turkey like Tonyo, okay? Yeah. We need him back, bro. Yeah. Need him back. Yo, that's so funny. Okay, and then after that, any after other that, jobs that you could share with um, us? I got into the mortgage industry. What? Uh, yeah, so my, my one of my close friends, Jaime, he was my barber. Uh, we're, I'm getting a cut. We're talking. He's like, yo, you should work with my brother. He has a mortgage company. 
So I'm like, yeah, I'll try it out. So I went over there, had an interview with the guy, and that's when I was I learned uh, this wasn't a nine to five job. This was like self employed, ten ninety nine. Like you do your own hours, and then whatever he explains to me what it is. I'm like, all right, mortgages. Then he wrote a number down, and I'm like, wait, I can make that much here? He goes, yeah, that's up to you. So I'm like, I'm gonna figure this out. All right, cool. So I started working there. Eight months passed. I didn't make a dollar. Not one dollar, because you got to bring your own clients. Yeah. Like, who who wants to bring, who, who's going to trust a 19-year-old a, a uh, with their mortgages and their financial stuff? So I had to learn to talk. I had to, you know, I learned. I finally closed my first deal. After that, the next four months, in those four months, I made like $40,000. So the next year, I made, uh, I, uh, it was, I made, over $80,000. My third year, I made $144,000. By that, by my fourth year, I already opened up my own company called Mortgages on Demand. I Yeah. So I was, I was really young. By the time I was like 20, 23, I owned like six houses and, and, and just figured it out. And because of that financial freedom I had around that time, it allowed me to think of me, of inside me, and then... I'm like, I want to act. And I was able to start thinking the way I should be thinking, but because, I don't know, reality wasn't set for me that way. I just thought, like, people like me don't have those chances. I'm like, I'm going to give myself the chance. And I started auditioning. I, I tried out for Spider-Man 2, and I flew myself to Detroit, and I would do all these auditions. I I, I have a lot of extra work. Um, there's a lot of movies out there that I don't even tell nobody, tell but us, I'm I in love it. this. I I'll love this. I'll give you one. Give us a few. Come on. Um, I'll, I'll share some background that I did, too. Go there's ahead. this big show. On Showtime called Dexter. Yeah. I'm on Dexter yeah. season one, episode, I think it's three or four. Like, you see me there as a detective. I'm checking out boxes. I'm looking at the severed foot. And, like, you see me, whatever. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. fun. Yo, so. I remember, the. let's talk about the worst background gig. Because, like, background actors historically, like, yeah. we're just not treated that nicely. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that's a stripe that you earn in the industry. Yeah. I, like, enjoyed it but hated it at the same time because, you know, for example, I did SVU a few times. You're on set with some <laughs> of the greats. Ice-T is, like, the longest-running TV actor. I think he's got, like, 22 seasons of SVU. Oh, wow. And you're on set. You're watching these pros, and I absorb. I don't know about you. Any mm -hmm. set I'm on, I'm absorbing. Always. And you're just seeing the greats. But, yo, it was a protest scene in the coldest winter, I think, that New York saw a few years ago. It was so cold that they gave us hand warmers, and I put them everywhere under my tetas. I just like lined my body with the hand warmers that like activate yeah. and we just had to keep marching towards the stage on action uh. freezing my ass off <laughs> but these background gigs like what's another one that you could tell us that um, you know so we can you know what I do you. think of every time I do these uh background gigs I always think if the director sees me I got a shot at this <laughs> so I'm always overacting my part like if I'm just I'm like whatever and if he's, if he's looking at me I'm like I'm like, I just feel like, yo, if he sees me, it's a wrap. That's the background hustle. You try yeah. to get in front, like, excuse me, watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, hi, director. How's it going? Yeah. You know, blue steel real quick. Try to make conversation. Yo, I did background for West Side Story. Um, and oh, that, man. you know, at that point, I was a working actor and shit. But, like, West Side Story, Steven Spielberg, I was like, this is my favorite. The 1961 version of West Side Story is my favorite, mm. like, soundtrack, film, Rita Moreno, 
EGOT, Nerd Alert. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So of course I was going to take that opportunity. Let me tell you about this. It was, again, the best of times, the worst of times. It was so hot in New York City when they were shooting that. It was a summer day, and everybody's in 1961, true to yeah. character. They had to cut my hair. They cut, like, four inches off of my shit. I was so upset about that. As an extra? Yes. You I, they were like strict. The, I remember the you know the beautician was whatever she was called. She's like Spielberg gave us strict directions. Everyone has to have a 1961 bob or you don't work the film. Whoa. Yeah, I was like, all right, so cut my shit off then. Go ahead. I did it. It was hot. You know, beautiful. Like you know, dress and it was just so incredible but i was the girl that was like running from the phone booth to the street like come on everybody there's a dance scene <laughs> so if you look for me in west side story i'm in the america scene you know i went to live in mm -hmm. and i'm the only girl with a hand fan because i asked the costume department and wardrobe i was like it's so hot can i use my mother's hand fan and they were like yeah, it's, you know, people were using hand fans in 1961. Yeah. So that's how you can find me. I'm the gordita with the hand fan because you are <laughs> gordita, you know? And I, I think I lost 15 pounds that day running back and forth, back and forth from the, like, freaking phone booth to, like, come on, guys, mm. they're dancing. Anyway, give us one more. Any other background that we can um, find you in? This is fun because then it's like, where's Waldo? You can go and, like, you know, there he is. I remember <laughs> what else I did. That's okay. We can move on. But I remember, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. Now to find him. All right, so Talking I, about uh, you ever you, you like Grease? The movie? Yeah, of course. You know you know that song. Oh, it goes, "Summer Loving, Had Me a blast. blast." That sounds fire. I also remixed that song. I'm you, playing with it. Yeah, I, I turned it into a dembow. I mean, I could I could play. Give throw my phone real quick. I'm gonna play it for y'all. Y'all can y'all can hear from the mic, right? What? Yeah, I'm Summer still loving dembow. But um, you throw my phone though. That was a great Not the catch water, the and phone. throw. It was a it was a great it was a great throw. I was so scared for like two milliseconds that I was going to see an iPhone break right in front of me. Um, and that happened to me a couple of nights ago. <clears throat> Frog in my throat. Get it out. So, Summer Love and Remix. Let's see. Antonio's kids. Grace. Don't you vote. Summer That's a little snippet of it, yeah. This is so great, yeah. yo, but like your music is a whole other world. Let's just yeah. dive into that world. Let's, do, let's dive in. And let me set this up a little bit. What I love about your career and all the facets of it mm. is that you took your base, your foundation, yeah. and you evolved from there. You didn't leave your funny. No. You didn't leave your comedy to Can't like go into other things like other you know, performers do, yeah. but you built upon it instead. So how did you build upon your music career with that foundation that I just referred to? Well, because... Um it started more because of Wildin' Out, you know, because, you know, Wildin' Out, you got you to gotta rap. You got to improv and, and, and rap. And it's, it's musically based on a lot of games. Um, so I found music to be just a different outlet. Because there's things I can do in music that I can't do in my skits. Or right. I can't express myself in, in music the way I would in skits and stuff like that. So um, what I did was, like, you know, I'll do my music, and but I also 
intertwine it with my with my skits. For example, like people for whatever reason, people just hate for you to switch up and do something else. Yeah, they just hate it's it. It's hard for them it's to like, digest no. it. Wait, yeah. we know you as an actor. Now you want to be an artist that can perform it on stage. Yeah, like, yes. This is this is done. Like you can't fool us. Like I'm not trying to fool you. That there's more to me than what you see. Yes. So what I did was I. So people like they they like the funny they like the visuals. So what I did was I started creating, I started creating uh, uh these uh, like a series online a musical series if you will. Mm. I created a musical series so I'm giving you what you want but I'm also showing you. You know what I'm saying? I rap. I do music. I can sing. I do all these things. And from what we've heard, you incorporate comedy into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, I incorporate my comedy into it. You can sense that. So, you know, I'll leave, go do my stuff, but I'm coming back to my people because I got to make sure, like, look, I'm still giving you the visuals. I'm still giving you some of what you're used to, but I'm also introducing to you. There's more sides to me. And, I, and it's like any other human. Like, there's, you know, we grow, we change. There's so, There's so many sides to so many different people. And it's just like I, I feel like we're in an era now where people are starting to understand like, bro, there's more than one of there's more than what we do. When Drake came out and he was singing and rapping, people were like, huh? Right. And now it's a, it's a normal thing. And do we remember him from Degrassi High? No. I grew up on that shit. Drake yeah. in a wheelchair. Word up. <laughs> yeah, Drake was in a wheelchair. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's talk about this process because mm. the creative process is something that I always love to delve into when I have guests on this show. When I talk to writers, I get granular. I want to know, like, what do you write on? Do you use Celtics? Do you use, you know, Final Draft Pro? Or, like, what's your process? Do you need to be in a dark room with candles or, like, an oasis somewhere in the Mediterranean? Like, what? Yeah. how do you get the most creative? Um, I am the most creative when I'm in L.A. The energy over there is just mm. different. Uh, the the energy don't match anywhere else. But... It really depends on how I wake up because I wake up, I don't want to do nothing about skits. I just want to do music. So I wake up and just start playing music and just feed my head music that day. And if I'm going to write on something, what I like to do is uh, I'll find a song I like and I'll remix that song. And, and, and because it already has like a topic, I'll remix that song. And now I have these all these bars that now I can change it into an original song. So I do that sometimes. That helps me create music faster unless I come up with an idea to just create, you know, just create music. Um, and what programs are you using? I use, um, for like if I write, I use Final uh, Final Draft mm -hmm. when I write. Yeah, I use that. And your music? Um, for my music, I don't use anything. I just I just write. Like, I mean, I don't do, I don't record myself. I don't, you know, Pro Tools and all that stuff, I don't have none of that. I just listen to music and I rewrite my shit. Sometimes I use Final Cut that I use for my regular editing. I use it to edit in my music, but that's for my personal use. They, you can't really, for, it's not really for commercial. It's just I already know how to do stuff on Final Cut. I'll chop my music up there and I'll extract the beat and, you know, do my stuff like that. But but that's not for music. I just use it because I come from a different, I come from editing world. So I'll use that because it makes sense to me. And I never taught myself Pro Tools or none of that stuff. I just, you know, I didn't have the time for that. Interesting. Yeah, I like to get granular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some people will say, Oh, you know, I smoke a L before I gotta write a song. I don't like smoking weed, so talk to us. What yeah. do you drink? Do you smoke? Yeah, I, weed? I'm a social drinker. Like I'll drink if we go out. I never I don't like weed. It just slows me down. Like it's not for me. That's you know? Good. So I just you know. I love that POV. Um 
I right. suck dick for meth. That's what. Okay, I didn't expect that. That I didn't expect, you know what I'm saying? But you know, you and I are a lot alike. Oh, shit, that shit is just funny. Yo, so right now we are witnessing Hollywood transitioning, right? Like yeah. you mentioned, you feel the most creative in LA. Yeah. Have you been to LA in the midst of the strike? No, nah, I'm at, I should be going there next week. I have not been there from in, uh, since the strike started. Let's talk about some current events because the strike yeah. is really impacting. All of us, whether yeah. you're a consumer and you're looking for your favorite shows in the fall lineup and not seeing them, or whether you're actors and writers and performers and you're like, okay, I may have to suck dick for money or you know something. Or, like <laughs> or maybe you just got an opportunity to be on one of the show, one of one a blockbuster movie uh, franchise that has that's always been a part of your goals in life. Uh, Bad Boys, yeah, I, 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 I. I Almost, and I believe I have an opportunity to get on Bad Boys 4, but because of the strike, it stopped everything. Jesus I was this close. Bro, if they put me on Bad Boys 4, whether it's a walk-on role or whatever it is, that's all I need. Take it. You give me that, it's over with, and I'm going to just take it from there because it's Bad Boys 4. It's Will Smith. It's what my, so the last thing my mom ever did when we had no money was take me to see Bad Boys 1 Martin in, Lawrence. in 1996. Yeah. Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, but he was just my favorite actor, you know? And I got to see, I went to the movies with my mom. That was the last thing she did before she passed. And now to be able to have an opportunity to possibly be in Bad Boys 4 is crazy. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I'm really sorry about your mom. Yeah, no, it's all good. It sounds yeah. like you do so much in her honor, though. I do, yeah. And yeah. if you, when you, yeah. not if you, when you book this Bad Boys thing, we all yeah. going to take a sip of champagne. Yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah. This is so so amazing. Okay, so let's talk right about the strike. Yeah, the strike. So it stopped everything. So, in a nutshell, for people that don't really follow what's going on, you know, these 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 studios, right? You know, Fox or Marvel or these big name studios, Disney, Disney yeah, are, are you know getting paid a lot of money, and a lot of people that are involved in these projects are getting almost pennies on the dollar, you know, and and and. It's just gotten to the point where they're like, bro, it's enough, it's enough. Like, I can't pay for rent. And you are making, you know, billions of dollars on the same project that I have a substantial uh, a role in, right? Like like a writer. I, I'm a writer on this, and then it's making billions, and I made $75,000. I mean, that's cool. I made $75,000, but I got bills to pay. speaking, yeah. it's unfair. So, like, you know, they're, they're, they're striking. They're striking for that, and... and this is what I believe. Like, why hasn't the studios have done nothing yet? There's a there's a lot of theories or, or or conspiracy ideas of you know what's happening. But we're in a new we're in a new age. We're in the age of AI, you know, artificial intelligence. And I believe the studios are like, bet if you don't want to fuck with me, we got, we got your solution. likeness. Mm -hmm. You already signed over your likeness and all this stuff. So I can create an AI with Will Smith's face and do a movie. Like, if you see, if you look at the, they're right now creating trailers. It's taking about maybe two or three hours to create a seven-minute trailer just with artificial intelligence, and it looks amazing. No. No. <laughs> I'm like, bro, so what, we can't work no more? God. Like, so I don't know where we're going right now, but there has to be a medium. I mean, the strike, a strike is done to purposely allow these companies to lose money on a daily basis for them to figure it out. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's come to an understanding. And we've yet come to that. So a lot of actors, especially current films that we're filming right now, are 
on hold like bad boys. They're literally filming right now or was in Atlanta. So they had to put that on hold. There's a lot of stuff that was placed on hold. And um, if you're a part of, you know, uh, the um, the union, everyone, that's, that's the reason for union. So we all can just come together and um, um, collectively um, be heard and, and act upon whatever's going on. And that's what's going on right now. There are, if there's a lot of, information out there for the public mm. so if you just google sag strike wga strike you'll see these proposals that the union members have been asking and presenting to sag they are basic human rights yeah. some of them are so basic that you're like this is what's been going down in hollywood for decades how are writers even making a good living out there? Why? What is the motivation? You know, these residual checks, if you see a lot of people have been posting their residual checks, yeah. like online, three cents to the dollar, 33 cents. I've received some of these checks. It's a joke. You don't even want, yeah. like, I let them stack up and then I go to the bank. Because if I go to the teller with a 33 cent check, yeah. first of all, my account's only going to be brought to a dollar 33. So it's like pointless. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's like, where is the desire? Where's the motivation to keep this industry fueled? And more than that, what about the Latino community, right? What about the voice that is so missing on screens and mass media? Where's the motivation for us to write those characters and to portray our lives on screen? The, this has to be fixed. And I want to know what you, Tonyo Skits, what are you doing? What are you doing to move the needle? Are you striking? Are you out there in the picket lines? Yeah, how I've are you been, supporting or how are you showing your solidarity? I've been, I've been uh, bringing more eyeballs to the situation, um, um, uh, reposting a lot of different things and just educating my followers and things that I've seen. Um, I've been saying it from the beginning. You know, uh, like uh, John Leguizamo, he's a he's a, he's a huge advocate on on representation. Like we just don't we don't we don't we don't have enough rep representation. You know, uh, I saw a video the other day. This 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 girl, she's really dark skinned dark skin. I think she had like braids or maybe it was dreadlock. I think it was braids, but when she opened her mouth, straight Dominicana. And everybody in the comments are like, what? Where would... It's because we don't have the right representation that you guys would know that there are black Dominicans just as there's white Dominicans. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, I just... I, I, I want to be able to get into a place where one day I can... Um, start representing for people that are just not are not seen or heard from my culture because we have stories you know and i want to be able to tell those stories like we go through the same shit y'all go through you know what i'm saying and we just we just got a different face you know one great example was like you know when they did when they did our uh, scarface Pacino did an amazing job but because of that everybody thinks cubans talk like that and they don't when i got to miami and, and saw what Cubans are really like. I'm like, that was the wrong representation. What do you mean? They don't say say hello to my little friend. No, they, they, they don't, don't say not that? talk like that. What? Oh, it was gosh, great I'm work. Educated. It was great work, you know. And for people that don't know how Cubans really talk, they, they, that was a masterpiece. But for real, for real Cuban, like they don't. Okay, well I say that. You know what I'm saying? They got swag. They talk differently, you know. Yeah. But that just just shows you, you know, something huge like that. Hollywood would take it and 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 give you a representation they want, and people would eat on it. And I just I want to be able to change that once I once I get more uh, welcomed into that space. Well, you know, to that point, how do you represent for being Latino when you're on set? 
And I want to know that because sometimes you're on these productions and you mm. mentioned you're the only Latino. Do you convey your Latinidad? Has there ever been a moment where you're presented with a script that you're like, uh, nah, a Latino from New York wouldn't say that? Let me yeah, make yeah, a suggestion. I do, I do do that. I, I do do that. I mean, I haven't been on a lot of sets where I have to challenge that, but there's been times where uh, I was told to be like, yo, can you be more like Latino? Like, how do you be more Latino? Like, the way I'm talking to you right now, I am Latino. That's not... What right. do you, you want me to talk with broken accent like this so I sound Forget more like it, you? Is that what hell? you want, papi? <laughs> do you want me to talk like this, papi? Do I sound more kind of Latino? You know what I mean? So sometimes you got to, you know, you you, you got you, you to gotta speak up. You got to challenge that. And so, I mean, I haven't been in a situation where there's a huge, you know, uh, um, studio is talking to me and I'm saying something like that. Not yet, like... I mean, I would try to make a million, a few millions before I say something, but. <laughs> well, know, bueno. But, Tonio, yeah. I just want to say thank you for like opening up mm. and sharing so much. But now I have kind of a deep question for you. Talk to me. Okay. I love to ask this question. Eloeleros know me so well. If you can talk to a younger Tonio right now, what are some words of advice that you would give him? on maneuvering the industry, your career, taking everything you built from Instagram, and think of any barriers that you've faced in the last five to ten years. What I are mean, some words of advice? You know, you know what? You would think that that question's hard, but it, it really isn't. I, I would, if, I, if my younger self was here, I would tell him, I, I would tell him those crazy thoughts you've had, they're real. You are enough. You can actually do these things. I would I would be doing so much way sooner if I can tell myself like yo every, every bad situation you've ever been through will help mold the good that's coming so embrace the bad because the worse it gets the better it becomes for you you know and I would just tell myself like you are enough your thoughts are not crazy you know and 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 there's and there's a lot of bad bitches in the future. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, yeah, because I worried about that too. So, you know, you're probably not alone. They you know? out here, my guy. Like, they bad as fuck. They out here. Trust. Except there's a girl named Christina in 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 uh, in college. Run. Wow, that's we the putting devil. Christina on blast hey, right now. But why? You already devil. put her on blast. So tell like, us why. Yo, when, if you see her run, trust me. Like stank. Nah, he or has is, is fat, but oh. like nah, run. She's she's the devil. This is appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You asked me. Yeah, like, I did. These and are my you're thoughts. honest. Yo, this is crazy. It's so great. Um, Tonyo, before we wrap this interview, tell us some exciting things that you're working on. What we can expect um, from you. Things that I'm working on. Alyssa's pretty exciting. I'm working on her. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I'm not that's La Novia, who's okay, so, <laughs> right here, and she's beautiful. Um, so projects I'm working on, we're working on uh, Mr. Social. It's an action comedy, Rosario Dawson, and uh, a few other people. So we're still working on that. Um, I have uh, I'm working on my music, working on the album. That's why I went to Canada because uh, um, they created a writers camp for me over there. So we went over there. We had some fun. I created, I believe my best type of music in Canada. I just came from over there. Wow. Hence hey. where I met uh, this one over here. Um, oh, right. uh, um, 
And then I have other. Big in Canada, we yo, they love us out there in Canada. You know, shout out to Montreal, JFL, Toronto Sketch Festival that show me mad love throughout the years. Yeah, Um, I'm working on um, a documentary. Uh, This documentary is called the the name of the documentary is called Keep Posting, and it's almost like it's it's a simile or it's a it's it shows. it shows us, the creators, on what happens on the other side of the phone, right? Because we all go through shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, last year I lost my brother in a car accident, Sorry. you know? It was my, it was my brother. Wow. But people don't know that because I kept posting, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm making you laugh, but you don't know what the fuck we dealing with on this side. So every episode on Keep Posting is going to show one of your favorite influencers or actors. And the show, we're just going to remove the filters and show you what's really going on. And how we kept posting. It's almost like we're saying, like, keep moving, keep going, keep going to work, keep taking that bus, keep doing this. So it's called Keep Posting. It's a documentary. And um, we're, we're, it's to, just to remove filters from people's lives so you can see that you are no different than them. They just keep executing. So you should, too. Well, mi gente, Eloeleros, if you're not one of the 1.7 million followers that follow Tonyo, you should, at Tonyo Skits on Instagram. Are you on the other platforms, or is Instagram like your... No. Um, Facebook, I got about 4.2 followers, 4.2 million. Uh, TikTok, 1.7. Um, I'm on YouTube. I post there every day as well. I'm posting my shorts there. Um, I have a Snapchat show, uh, just Tonyo Skits on Snapchat. You'll see my show there. So, so I try to be everywhere. I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. You're doing it for you and for us. For sure. For everybody out there. Keep I, killing it. I, I do want to put one thing out there, because uh, I know in the news, they just recently mentioned how there's, like, we now have, they admitted there's aliens. All I'm saying is, if there's an alien out here and you bad as fuck, like, holla at your board, I just want to be the first to get at me, you know what I mean? Ooh. What makes you think I'm not one of them? I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, sorry. <laughs> still just... law guys are alien. Um, no, I'm, I'm not going, <clears throat> go, stop. It's yeah. just, sometimes it comes out. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. There's alien life form out there. Yo, yeah. I'm just saying if there's any alien comedians, maybe we could do a show. Yeah. I talk alien humor all the time. You I'm know trying what to saying? smash. I ain't gonna lie to you. So what's it like to smash an alien? Is it cheating? Like I, baby, I ain't fuck no man, no woman. No, right? What? If it's like. Beyond this, you know, universe, right? Like, it's just not... It's not cheating. Well, not really universe, but if it's spatial, You want to do threesome with an alien? Well, now that's interesting. Hey, what happens on Mars stays on Mars. You know what I'm saying? That's different. Um, I'm into those craters and shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to fill them craters, you know? Okay, yo, this is getting mad spacey, Kevin. Um, Yo. But, yo, this is real. I love talking to you. I also love seeing Latinos win. That's like my thing thing. Here on Latinos Out Loud, we've been doing this for six years now. You know this. But this is where we celebrate, yo. This is not just a podcast. This is a party. It's a podcast party. So, Ratata. thank you for coming on Latinos Out Loud, thank you. carving out the time for us during your trip. Sure. And I'm just so, so happy for you. Thank you. Thank Everything you very much. you've done, especially the hardships, how you've just turned them mm. around and you keep going. You keep, keep going. posting. Yeah, keep posting. Tonio Skits, Rachel Aloca. It's been another episode of Latinos Out Loud. Thank you to this. This is so great, literally. And on that note, we out. <laughs>